They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Hey, you know what day today is? Do you have any idea? Today is 10-4, good buddy. How about that? 10-4 is what it is. So let's, let me give you a little shout out to all the truckers out there. There you go. Yeah, because I know a lot of you uh, listen to the show. So 10-4, uh, y'all. And uh, I'm sorry what Joe Biden has done. To your profession, to your cost, to your ability to make a living, because he's pretty much uh, bleed things up. And uh, I believe that Joe Biden said that he once uh, drove an 18-wheeler. He, I think it was a few months ago that he said he drove an 18-wheeler. He went to an electric vehicle company, and there are no electric tractor trailers, really. I mean, and there never will be because, you know, uh, EVs are for posers. I'll get to that, by the way. Americans are absolutely wholesale rejecting electric vehicles. You know why? Because they suck. All right, so uh, and they're undependable and and unreliable and uh, and they suck. So we're gonna get to that. But uh, Joe Biden uh, a few months ago he said he was a, I believe he said he was a uh, a trucker. Uh, then he said he was uh, born a poor black child. Now that was Steve Martin and the jerk. But uh, but Joe Biden yesterday he said that he was actually Puerto Rican. And, and you know if you look at him and you, and you hear his wife who's clearly uh, fluent in Spanish, si se padre, uh, then then surely you couldn't disagree with this. If I can get it to play, hold on, hold on. That's like kind of like standing there. And so going, I, uh, there we go. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, yeah. politically, and so we and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure. Since you're part of the Third Circuit, there you go. So Joe Biden says that he was uh, raised pretty much Puerto Rican. Um, you know, even though he's pretty much just been there on vacation. So he's raised. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically, and so we and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure. Since you're part of the Third Circuit, I don't think that saying you're Puerto Rican is going to do much uh, to Puerto Rico if you're Joe Biden. And I would venture to say there are a lot of uh, Puerto Ricans who are going, really? You think so? I mean, what, really? Really? I think uh, Biden went on to say that he liked plantains and jackfruit to could maybe try and sound Puerto Rican. But, uh, you know, he didn't. And uh, there you go. Oh, oh, and listen to this. Are you ready for this? So, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis, and uh, just again, real quick, the, the mantra of the show is uh, thoughts and prayers for the people of uh, of Martha's Vineyard, who are still suffering from the 48 illegals that were shipped there by Ron DeSantis from Texas and stayed there 48 hours. They had a pizza party and a sleepover before they were shipped to a military facility on Cape Cod. Uh, so thoughts and prayers with the people of Martha's Vineyard. Hurricane Ian. Dear God. I mean, really, Hurricane Ian compared to what Martha's Vineyard went through with those 48 illegals coming there, getting off the bus, having the people of uh, Martha's Vineyard see brown people for the first time in their lives without leaf blowers on their backs. It was very, very traumatic. It was very, very traumatic. And, and God knows that, uh, you know, that uh, certainly people, our, uh, certainly people in Florida of color 
uh, are most probably being victimized right now. And, uh, and that's why Kamala Harris said that the people of color in uh, Florida need to be moved to the front of the line as far as uh, hurricane relief. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color. Uh, oddly enough, there are a lot of white communities, very low income. I grew up in one. That are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and yeah. so we, absolutely and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based yeah. on equity and on equity, on that equity we, yeah. we fight for equality but we also need to fight for equity and yeah, yeah i don't i don't want to be uh i want to be better than anybody and everybody if i can and if people are better than me then so be it. Jeff Bezos, he better than me. He's better than me in running businesses. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, 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 Shaquille O'Neal, well, he doesn't play basketball anymore, but he's better than me as a professional basketball player. I gave up that dream years ago. Not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account. And here's one of the great fallacies. And I guess the, the theme of the, uh, of the show right now is that uh, tragedies like this really, really expose the abject racism of the Democrat Party that has been around the Democrat Party since its inception, since it was the party of slavery. Uh, and then Jim Crow, and then the Great Society, and the destruction of the black family. And, and every year, Democrats tell black people that things are going to get better, and they're going to do all sorts of great stuff. And what happens is they get their vote the day after the election and leave some money on the dresser, get up and leave. That's the way it is. But this is just the latest example of how racist the Democrat Party is. Joe Biden, an ungodly white man who said he, uh, you know, his big thing was he worked at a swimming pool in, uh, in Scranton where a lot of black kids went and they wanted to rub his leg hair. Weird. I mean, just weird. And then also we also figured out he's raised Puerto Rican, essentially. <laughs> Joe Biden is, is raised Puerto Rican. But now listen to this. So uh, Ron DeSantis sends 48 uh, illegals up to Martha's Vineyard, and they're sending, uh, you know, the Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis, these two governors, are sending illegals to sanctuary cities where they should be greeted with open arms, right? Because they're sanctuary cities, and they do a lot of virtue signaling. And I thought virtue signaling really was like you really, uh, you really followed through on your promises, but I guess I'm kind of wrong on that. Yeah, it's almost like they just say stuff, and they don't mean it one little bit. But, uh, but uh, Florida Ron DeSantis sent two planes filled with approximately 50 illegals to Martha's Vineyard. Now a water and debris company is reportedly sending migrants back to Florida on the promise of more job opportunities. Now, here's the problem. Uh, there's, no, uh, there's no business uh, name being provided, and it's just called a water and debris company, and they're passing out flyers, and they're promising these illegals they'll make $15 an hour overtime and $15 for food daily, which is what a, uh, a freshman in high school can get working at Target right now. So that's what they're doing. In New York, they're handing out flyers. I don't know if this is associated with the Democrats. Wouldn't put them past one little bit. But what they're going to do is they're a water and debris company. We're a water and debris company. We don't really have a name. But we're going to pay you $15 an hour, which is what the Democrats have always wanted the minimum wage to be after they forgot about 1010, which they did about a decade ago. So the migrants had little information about the company that hired them for hurricane cleanup work, but that didn't stop them from piling into vans this weekend heading to Florida. Javier Moranos, 37, told the New York Post that a woman named Camilla, wasn't she a hurricane 
or just Prince Charles' girlfriend. Anyway, uh, from an organization, it's from an organization, showed him a flyer with the job details. He said, they want us for hurricane cleanup. We'd get $15 an hour overtime and $15 for daily food and drink. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Now, the uh, apparently uh, the, the driver said, I'm taking these people in the van straight to Florida tonight. Uh, I don't know how many people have left or how many more vans are coming. The driver also provided the name of his employer, a water and debris company. I think they were an importer and exporter, too. Uh, but the New York Post attempts to uh, contact the business. Well, they failed because there was no answer on the phone. But many of the migrants were recruited by a woman named Camilla. Others uh, stated they learned about the opportunity through opportunity through a WhatsApp group or uh, flyers being passed around town. So uh, the hiring advertisement guaranteed an opportunity to earn $700 or more per week performing hurricane cleanup work down south. In response, shelters around New York City are emptying as migrants line up to hitch a ride to Florida. So this is how the Democrats are doing it. Isn't this just nice? And they were caterwauling and bitching about Ron DeSantis sitting up up there in a chartered jet. And they got up there to Martha's Vineyard and they went, oh, my God, I love this place. We want to stay here. And the people at Martha's Vineyard said, oh, you silly brown people, we have no room for you at this inn. So we're going to send you to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, 38-year-old migrant reported witnessing hundreds of people leaving one shelter. He said, I came back to the shelter one night to find the company. Uh, all the people were leaving in vans. And uh, according to the New York Post, a spokesman for a Mayor Eric Adams said City Hall was not involved. FEMA denied any involvement at all. But, you know, you know, Democrats have a, ha a habit of creating uh, straw companies and uh, to get out the vote and all this stuff. So would you put it past the uh, the Democrat Party to do something as just sick as hell as that, to just move them to Florida with the promise, promise to work at a water company uh, for $15 an hour? Isn't that nice? How does that make you feel, uh, Hispanics who are already turning to uh, the Republican Party? How's you feel? How's that feel? How's that make you feel about that, knowing that the Democrat Party would do something like this? You know? It's kind of funny. Here's what Dave Rubin had to say about Kamala Harris and her uh, her uh, racist statement about uh, uh, the storm and the aid being distributed to people of color. Comments, of course, sp sparking a firestorm. And of course, this is on Chris Salcedo's show, by the way, on Newsmax. Panic. The FEMA head, Deanne Criswell, had to clarify their relief disaster policy. Quote, we're going to support all communities. I committed that to the governor. I commit to you right here that all Floridians are going to be able to get the help that is available to them through our programs. You know, you think that maybe if it was CERBPRO, CERBPRO would say, oh, hell yeah, we'll do that. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't hiring illegals illegal? Quote, you know, if you add to this, the Democrats' racist candidate in Arizona. I'm just saying that it says here that you're going to work for a water and debris company, but isn't hiring illegals illegal? And so we have to address this in a way that. Don't you, is don't you think that's kind of strange that uh, they would hire illegals uh, when it's not legal to hire illegals? I think about that. Just think about that for a second. I just my my Lord in heaven. I just had a hallelujah movement on the or a moment on the move could be a movement on the radio show. Reality is completely antithetical to the American dream. It's it's the reverse of everything that our Constitution and our founding documents stand for. Uh, you should not care about color. There used to be a guy. I think his name was Martin Luther King Jr. who didn't want his children judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Oh, there was that. Uh, that's the reverse of what she's offering. Now she is right. 
at some level that, yes, people are born in different starting places. Some people are born very wealthy uh, and have great abilities. Some people are born poor, don't have abilities. There's every version in between of all of those things. Uh, but the idea that the government would give assistance based on the color of skin, uh, no, 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 lady. Uh, it is one of the most disgusting. I mean, she has said a lot of awful things. Yeah. This might be the most disgusting and offensive. And the fact that the FEMA head had to immediately rebuke her. Yeah. Because if this was officially the policy of the United States government, if this was the policy of the federal government, it would be an impeachable offense. You would think. You, you would think. And, and also, I would say that uh, telling uh, all of these uh, migrants who are in New York that you can go and work for a water and debris company for $15 an hour when you're not legally supposed to work in America, it makes you kind of, it kind of smacks of something, uh, maybe a little impropriety there from a party that's trying to throw this election that threw the last election and tried to throw the 2016 election, among other things. So uh, we've got a little bit more on this. Uh, and, of course, Ron DeSantis saying that uh, property owners uh, uh, saying that they would shoot people if they tried to loot is racist, according to some people. But what they forgot was there are a lot of property owners who are black, and they'd shoot people too. There is that. So, uh, wow. I mean, it's just so accidental, but, uh, but it exposes what the Democrat Party is really all about. You, you get Nancy Pelosi, why would you send people from Florida to New York when we need them here to pick fruit? And then they get to New York and they say, no, nah, go back there and clean up working for a water and debris company that doesn't have a name and doesn't answer its phone. Dear God in heaven. All right, so I've got a, a ton and ton of stuff on this. Uh, Ron DeSantis doing a yeoman's effort on, uh, on the recovery. You won't believe how many people now have electricity versus who didn't last week. It's remarkable. He's the template. The phone number is 800-922-6680. This is a Tuesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. Workers in our country, and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers say, why are you shipping these uh, Immigrants uh, up north, we need them to pick the crops down here. Okay, there's uh, Nancy Pelosi showing her incredible uh, racism. Um, you know, and this is this is what this is why Democrats want <clears throat> illegal immigration because uh, a they want to get their votes and b they want them to do menial work. And uh, and if they don't do that, which I mean they are doing menial work when they come across the border, a lot of them are sold into sex slavery, and all of that. And then and then once uh, they get here, <clears throat> they uh, the uh, the governor DeSantis and uh, and Governor Abbott are sending them up to the sanctuary cities. And now we find out that the sanctuary city of New York is sending them back to Florida uh, to work for hurricane cleanup for uh, a water and debris company that uh, doesn't actually have a, a phone number that works. They're just loading them into buses and sending them back to uh, a place that's just now getting its power back, that's just now getting its infrastructure back. So they're going to send a bunch of unskilled uh, illegals who don't speak the language 
into a crisis zone. That's just that sounds so much like the Democrat Party. I can't even I can't even begin to say how much that sounds like the Democrat Party at work. It's uh, it's quite remarkable. Quite remarkable. Oh, another thing from Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, if you were wondering why uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, is getting curb stomped, if you're wondering why Trevor, Trevor Noah and Sam B were both fired from Comedy Central, uh, and by the way, uh, the, the late night talk shows are being dominated by one Greg Gutfeld. He does it because he does a funny show. It does have a conservative bent. He does it without all the big names. He does it without Nancy Pelosi. He does it without the Foo Fighters. He does it without, you know, uh, Chris Rock. Or he does it without uh, The Rock. There are a lot of rocks. Uh, and, he's, and he still managed to beat the snot out of them. How is that? Well, maybe because Stephen Colbert had Nancy Pelosi, one of the most unpopular people in the country, on his show last night. They literally ran promos for Nancy Pelosi being on his show last night. What is your prediction for the election that's a little bit more than a month away? Madam Speaker, you have the floor. Now, this is where she tries a bit of comedy. Okay, thank you very much. Well, I'm so glad you asked that question because... It's I like we didn't even tell you to ask the question. I believe that... Oh, yeah, we probably did. We will win the hold the house. And we will hold the house... Is where the applause line comes on because they fluff the crowd thoroughly. They're never able to think autonomously. By winning more seats, uh, we won the 40 seats. Then we lost some when Trump was on the ballot. We lost some in the Trump districts, uh, but we held in, held enough seats to hold the House with him on the ballot. He's not on. Isn't the, this funny? This is funny. She actually—I don't think she thinks this. In fact, I know she doesn't. Ballot now. Oh, did I say his name? I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> he said the Trump word. That's verboten. Videotapes <laughs> <laughs> fumigated. Oh, the dear leader. You, perhaps you could yeah. leap that out. I mean, Joe Biden. Donald Trump is the devil. Oh, no <laughs> <laughs> it is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> How can you talk when your your lips are attached to her butt? But what gives you the confidence to do that? <laughs> because all the prognosticators, certainly six months ago, they said it was going to be this crazy red wave. Now it looks likely that the Democrats will hold the Senate, but there is still... No, nah, not really. No, no, no. Uh, all these uh, Senate campaigns like Fetterman and whatnot, they're falling apart. A slight favor for the Republicans to take the House. Well, okay, so... Okay, so now... I'm just going to say right now that uh, uh, I'm a fan of late night. Uh, Johnny, Cars Johnny Carson is my idol. Thank you. And, uh, and Stephen Colbert and his ilk are um, an insult. Uh, you know, you got Steve Allen and Johnny Carson and Jack Parr looking down from heaven saying, wow. I mean, just wow. What the hell happened to late night? And this is why... Uh, uh, he's getting uh, beaten by uh, a little low-budget show over there uh, hosted by a guy named Greg Gutfeld. So you should know that. Oh, by the way, back to the uh, the hurricane and the uh, yeoman's effort by the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who will be president someday. I mean, he will be the president someday, hopefully a running mate for Donald Trump when he runs again. Linemen have reportedly restored power for roughly 2 million customers in Ron DeSantis, Florida, in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian last week. Thought you should know. Uh, 42,000 linemen, 7,000 National Guardsmen, 179 aircraft prepared to help. That's how you do it. 
unlike Ray Negan in New Orleans, who said, we want luxury coaches to get people out of town, and all the school buses they were going to use got flooded and taken to a landfill. I've got more on this. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. The other thing that we're concerned about, particularly in those areas that were really hard hit, is, you know, we want to make sure we're maintaining law and order. Uh, Don't even think about looting. Don't even think about taking advantage of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law enforcement is involved in in, in, in monitoring that. You know, I told Kevin if the state needs to help as well, uh, because you you can have people, you know, bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you in the state of Florida, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state. Uh Uh-oh, that's racist. That is totally racist. Racist, 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 racist. No, not really. It's just the way things ought to be, to be quite honest. I don't care what color uh, you are when you come into my house, you try to steal my stuff. Uh, I will shoot you uh, regardless of what your color of the color of your skin is. It doesn't even matter. Not one little. I'd even shoot other white people. I know, and I'm supposed to be privileged. You know, you know, it's kind of crazy. I don't think white people to go, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're stealing my stuff. You're white. Can I see your card? Yeah, white privilege. Take whatever you want. Go right ahead. So there you go. Um, and it looks like uh, apparently uh, uh, Jill, uh, no, Joy Reed says that uh, that is racist. She said that she's trying to uh, paint Ron DeSantis as a racist. She said that the remarks uh, to those made uh, once made by segregationists claiming that Ron DeSantis has turned to his true form. This is, I mean, so tired. I mean, at this point, really, honestly, this is all you got? And, and it's really funny. She's been uh, destroyed on social media, and she should. Uh, one uh, black commentator, Barrington Martin II, who I want to hang out with, said, Damn, you automatically assume black, black people will be looting? Yeah. DeSantis didn't suggest black people are looters. You did. DeSantis isn't racist. You are, wrote another black writer, uh, Samuel Say. Uh, so you're saying other black people, uh, only black people loot? Sounds pretty racist to me. Now, it's kind of funny because uh, if you noticed all the looting that happened during the BLM riots and stuff, and honestly, you just look at the footage, uh, largely... Uh, people of color. I'm just stating the obvious. It, it's it's fairly obvious. Uh, same thing happened in uh, in the the riots in the in L.A. and and in Ferguson. I'm not saying that the white people weren't involved, but uh, where was uh, Joy Reid then? I don't know. I don't know. Then another one said, uh, "This is Joe Bastardi, who's a meteorologist." Said, Interest, "Interesting under FDR when the 1938 hurricane hit, the orders to the National Guard and province was to shoot to kill when it came to looters with boats breaking into all the stores in downtown. FDR was a Democrat, if I remember correctly, and that makes a good. He makes a good point. He makes a very, very good point." And, and it's funny because the left has tried to do everything. All right, they started off by saying, well, you know, the reason why the storm happened is because climate change. And <laughs> Ron DeSantis is not down with Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which is supposed to save the planet. Hold on a second. got to take a, jo- a toke off this joint to believe this. But hold- there you go. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Because Ron DeSantis didn't support, uh, he doesn't believe in global climate change, warming, cooling, uh, spending, that uh, he caused it. He caused it. 
But uh, here is uh, another thing. All these reporters are trying to shoot him down, trying to say, well, you weren't prepared. You weren't prepared, even though he's already restored uh, he and the people who work that he, uh, he charged with uh, restoring order and electricity have restored uh, electricity to 2 million people, 600,000 still without, thousands of miles of road cleared so that people can get there. But here is Ron DeSantis going after a CNN reporter attempting to uh, say that he wasn't prepared. Do you stand behind Lee County's decision to not have that mandatory evacuation until the day before the storm? Well, did you, where was your industry station uh, when the storm hit? Were you guys in Lee County? No, you were in Tampa. Oh, they call that a sick burn. So that's, you know, they were following the weather track, and um, they had to make decisions based on that. But, you know, 72 hours, they weren't even in the cone. 48 hours, they were on the periphery. Uh, so you got to make the decisions the best you can. I will say, uh, you know, they delivered the message to people. They had shelters open. Uh, you know, everybody had adequate opportunity to at least get to a shelter within the county. Um, but, you know, a lot of the residents did not um, did not want to do that. I think for probably for various reasons, some people just don't want to leave their home, period. They're island people, whatever. But I think part of it was so much attention was paid to Tampa that I think a lot of them probably thought that they wouldn't get the worst of it. So there you go, because the news media was uh, in Tampa, as it were. Now, of course, uh, hurricane aid is always uh, a big target for those who would uh, put a bunch of pork into the bills. This is what Democrats do. They, they put a lot of uh, pork spending into uh, bills that are involved with crisis. I, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, if you look at the big uh, the aid package for uh, COVID relief, they say 10 to 12 percent, uh, like 600, 750 billion dollars completely misspent. That on top of a bunch of unnecessary BS that was packed in there because Democrats use crises to forward their political agenda and their uh, and their spending. Here is Marco Rubio shooting down uh, Nicole Wallace on CNN with regard to pork being put into bills. After Hurricane Sandy hit northeastern states in 2012, you voted no on a $50 mm -hmm. billion dollar relief package. I know you supported oh, a smaller oh, version. I'm sorry, this is Dana Bash. They all sound alike, you know. That's racist. No, she's white. But why should other senators vote for relief for your state when you didn't vote for a package to help theirs? Oh, I've always voted for hurricane and disaster relief. I've even voted for it without pay for it. What I didn't vote for in Sandy is because they had included things like a roof for a museum in Washington, D.C., for fisheries in Alaska. It had been loaded up with a bunch of things that had nothing to do with disaster relief. And I wouldn't support disaster relief uh, efforts. I would never put out there that we should go use a disaster relief package for Florida as a way to pay for all kinds of other things people want around the country. So I think that's the key in moments like this. And, and Sandy, unfortunately, they loaded it up. They really did with well, a bunch of things that had nothing to do with Sandy. But I voted. Hold on, listen to, listen to her gotcha moment coming up. For every disaster relief package, especially the, that's clean, and I'll continue right. to do so when it comes to Florida, I'll do that again. And we'll make sure that that package is clean and doesn't have stuff for other people in there. Oh, I read the Congressional Research Service report last night. It sounds like that roof actually was damaged by the hurricane. And what happened in Alaska was the result of another. Yeah, I was in Washington, D.C. when that happened, and I don't think any other museum roofs got damaged by it. It's kind of weird that way. It must have been localized on the one museum that needed the roof, apparently, before the storm is what I'm thinking. So, oh, and then finally, uh, Politico was pummeled by right-leaning social media users after the uh, news outlet referred to taxpayer money as Biden's wallet. 
while trying to smear uh, uh, Ron DeSantis. Governor Ron DeSantis has been a persistent critic of President Joe Biden on nearly every policy front as he moves toward a likely potential 2024 presidential bid. But the Florida Republican likes one thing about the president. His wallet is what they said. Like it's his money. I guess uh, Biden's wallet also is sending like $70 billion to Ukraine where we could end up in a, a nuclear conflict because our president is a tool. Uh, anyway, somebody said, uh, uh, what the hell is this, Biden's personal wallet or the U.S. Treasury? Every governor has received those funds. Newsom uses them for his pet projects. Where is your hit piece there? This is from uh, Red State Editor Jennifer Van, Lahr, or Jennifer Van Lahr. Yeah, there you go. So they've done everything they can to uh, politicize the storm recovery, and Ron DeSantis has continued to, uh, to do uh, a wonderful job. That's just the way it is. Just done a wonderful job. Now let's move on to um, uh, polling and uh, some of those um, those uh, table side uh, uh, issues that you are discussing, like inflation. And listen to this. This is not good news for Democrats, but then again, not a surprise. Would be a surprise, I guess, to Stephen Colbert last night that says that, oh, yeah, it looks like the Senate, no problem. And uh, the red wave from Republicans, which should be blue because red is the color of communism, uh, he said it was ebbing. But the latest Monmouth University poll showed that there had been a massive 10-point swing from August to September in favor of Republicans controlling Congress after midterms. And it's kind of weird because I believe during that time period, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, thinking that it would really turn the country against Donald Trump. But it failed. It absolutely failed. Overall, the September poll showed that 47% would prefer the Republicans to control Congress, compared to 44% who said Democrats... 82% said inflation, listen, listen, 82% said inflation was extremely or very important. 72% said crime, which have gone through the ceiling since Joe Biden took office. Just real quick. Oh, yeah, both of them. And 70% said elections and voting. At the bottom of the respondents' concerns were climate change. Even after the hurricane that was caused by global warming, cooling, uh, ice age, hole in the ozone, uh, warming. Anyway, um, yeah, 49%. The coronavirus pandemic at 32, even though Joe Biden said before the hurricane, the most important thing you could do (laughs) for hurricane preparedness was get the vaccine. I mean, honestly, what the hell? I mean, it just, oh, and then student loan debt, 31%, despite Joe Biden trying to wave a wand and erase $1 trillion of student, uh, student loan debt. It's just remarkable, just remarkable. Uh, absolutely uh, amazing. And then, of course, uh, Biden's dire approval on issues that matter most to Americans. The new poll shows that 30% approve of Biden's handling of inflation, 32% back the way he's tackled crime yeah yeah this, this is um this is not good uh, this is uh, this is definitely not good and that's why i want to play this for joe biden from our friend jim gossett about where the country's going and joe biden's leadership it sucks to be you it sucks to be you your polls are way down. You look like a clown. Joe Biden, you're through. Not good poll numbers. But sock is a tool. Come 
mom as a fool. You couldn't try harder to be Jimmy Carter. You make him seem cool. Of presents I've seen, you're the most obscene. Nixon was a schmuck. Clinton liked to lie. LBJ was mean. Careful there. You've been in D.C. 50 years long on everything you have been wrong it sucks to be you red states won't turn blue in 22 we hold these truths to be self-evident all men and women created by the gold you know the the, the thing nobody else could be this bad as president you are quite sad biden it sucks to be you you have a It sucks to be you. By the way, check out uh, JimGossettComedy.com. That's two S's and two T's, JimGossettComedy.com. We collaborate on a lot of stuff, and uh, that's the result. You can hear a lot of this stuff on the podcast. Uh, Every day we do the podcast and a best of on Saturday, uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Uh, Also, Americans fear inflation will worsen if Democrats control Congress after the election. Yeah. Americans fear uh, rising costs will worsen, and they're terrible right now. In fact, it's all so bad that as uh, food prices soar to historic highs due to inflation, American consumers are not getting relief from grocery stores, and they've been offering fewer discounts since the, pandem- since the pandemic. When I go to Walmart, uh, you don't see the yellow stickers. They don't see the yellow stickers anymore. I used to go in there and be like, salmon, ooh, it's Thursday, or deli pizzas, it's Thursday, or Sunday, and then, you know, baked goods. Now, now they're either gone or they ain't even doing it. So uh, you're going to go out to the grocery store, try to get a good deal. Going to be hard. But uh, Americans fear that uh, inflation will get worse. And it will, by the way. Uh, according to the Ipsos poll, 43% of Americans fear inflation will continue to soar under Democrat rule if the party remains in power on Capitol Hill. 24% say the same of Republicans. Let's go to Randall. In, no, let's not. Let's take a break. We'll have Randall next. Uh, he's got some thoughts on California and hurricane relief, among other things. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. To be a part of the show, call 1-800-922-6680, which spells, well, uh, it spells... 1-800-YA-BOOT-O. And, you know, just call 1-800-922-6680 and be done with it. Yeah, we'd like to get a number that says something. Somebody uh, suggested an email from a listener. And, by the way, we're going to get a better email address. The one we have is like rcarson at newsmax.com, which sounds like something you, you know, an inner office email. <laughs> but somebody said, uh, what the hell did they say? Um, uh, they said uh, 1-800-I-AM-DONE. I like that. I like one eight hundred. I am done, which you know is good. But after the uh, the election in the midterm and the twenty twenty four, we'll probably need something different. So I'm thinking one eight hundred Rob's a stud, or one eight hundred is Rob is the best talk show host ever in the history of mankind. Something like that. I think would be good. I'm just saying, just making it easy for you. Let's go to Randall in California. He wants to talk about hurricanes and Cal- and uh, politics and all that stuff. Randall, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Hey, Matt, you're, you always keep my enthusiasm going. Beware of the government, media, military, pharmaceutical, industrial Hollywood complex. You uh, forgot yeah, climate. You a, forgot climate in there. 
<laughs> yeah, I, uh, I got to say a couple things about California, but I want to talk about hurricane politics yeah. before I get to Californicopius californicatus. Uh, but I want to say um, that beginning with uh, Hurricane Katrina, uh, which became Hurricane Latrina, yeah. and uh, I believe a thousand people perished. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Right? It was pretty yeah, bad. I'll okay. have to look that up exactly. I know that Ray Nagan, uh, the uh, the Democrat in charge of New Orleans, and the Democrat governor really bleeped things up. My very point, exactly. That's what I want to talk about. I really yeah. think that people have been completely... Uh, oh, no, no. It was 1,833 people, by the way, who died okay. because of Hurricane Katrina. It. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. Now, number one, Biloxi, Mississippi, where Trent Watt's house got destroyed, got hit like a bomb. Uh -huh. That was uh, like a storm surge almost. Now, the thing about the storm surge is it didn't happen after hur the, the hurricane passed. I remember because I was watching on television, and they were all rejoicing that the city did not get destroyed. Then came the flood. Why? Because the Democrat governor, uh, had the governess, had squandered the money already allocated for the levy repairs. And then, uh, it, it, now I don't want to jump too far ahead, but the, the uh, BP gas explosion that happened, also neglect. Uh, the first thing they did while I was watching these, these black guys on the roofs of their houses while the helicopters were passing, this is when the, they first showed that, I said to myself, oh, my God, they're going to let them die. Oh yeah, and don't forget, don't forget the people who uh, who left people in nursing homes to drown. <laughs> don't forget also fifty thousand people who tried to get into the Superdome. Remember the Superdome? What a mess that was! What a crime-ridden place that was! People got raped in that building. They were completely unprepared. Nine reminds huh? me of the movie District Nine. You know what? They did not. They did not only did they squander the money, but they immediately the first thing they wanted to do is blame Bush. They of set that they whole thing out to blame Bush. That's what they wanted this to blame Bush. And, and uh, so they went between the black mayor and the white governess. And the thing about it is that uh, th that's all I cared about after that. Now, the thing about hurricane politics, they're already jumping on the governor I know. of Florida. Like yeah. he didn't do it quick enough. But yeah. I, I don't um, – I, I, about California, I, th I just wanted to toss this in. I know it's not the – Real you got 15 seconds. You got 15 seconds. Go, Randall. Go. There's a serial killer hitting Stockton and now Oakland. And uh, uh, I just think that I don't want to toss out. But, but real quick. All right, we don't have time. Listen, I got to run. I got to run, Randall. Thanks for the phone call, dude. Appreciate it. But uh, point well taken. Uh, the handling of Hurricane uh, Katrina by, de uh, by Democrats was a Charlie Foxtrot. And, uh, and Ron DeSantis is the template. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Here's the number, 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. Donald Trump is suing CNN for defamation. And he should because uh, they have uh, taken a... Uh, a party line with Democrats, and they have uh, uh, basically flushed the First Amendment down the toilet to smear someone constantly. Now, generally, you are protected when you're a public figure, but you see, uh, uh, presidents, you could almost say anything about him. Well, he's no longer president. 
hadn't been president for a couple of years, and, and uh, CNN continued its pummeling. And so Donald Trump is suing their mother-loving rear ends for uh, $475 million in damage, what I think is far too little. To be quite honest, you'll notice that uh, Trump was compared to authoritarians like Hitler. Uh, I make that comparison about Joe Biden because, um, well, just it's fairly obvious with, uh, you know, uh, the Constitution Hall being flooded with blood red lights and, you know, uh, the whole uh, businesses being burned and torched in 2020 and when Donald Trump was inaugurated and then January 6th, the Reichstag and all that. So I think you understand. But uh, anyway, um, uh, the complaint points to several examples of Trump uh, being compared to Hitler. America has vanquished demagogues before now, so what do we do now? This is according to a piece by uh, uh, Fareed Zakaria. And, uh, and then they put pictures of uh, uh, Hitler and Nazi Germany, Germany with uh, with talk about Donald Trump. So I hope he does. I hope he sues him into the uh, into the depths of uh, hell. And then also we hear that uh, Twitter, which has been nothing more than a tool for the Democrat Party since its inception, uh, could be appears the uh, the purchase to uh, buy. Um, Elon Musk may be, may be complete, which should make all of the little snowflakes at Twitter uh, freak out because they've been able to uh, get away with uh, going after conservatives, wrecking people, banning Donald Trump altogether for political reasons and whatnot. And, uh, and you know, hell is coming. Hell is coming to them. Hell is coming to uh, the Democrat Party on November the 8th. And as much as Stephen Colbert and others would say that it's other things are going to happen, um, uh, no, mm-mm. they're going to try and steal it. There is that. There is that. So a couple of things here that I think are kind of interesting. Um, gas prices hit a record in Los Angeles County. $6.46 uh, cents per gallon on Monday. Soaring past the previous record set during the nationwide price surge the last spring. Now, Joe Biden opened up our strategic uh, the petroleum reserves to bring down the costs uh, artificially in our country and then sold China a million barrels. Our enemy sold a billion barrels of, uh, of our oil from the, petro- the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and that, uh, that's ending. And so right now, it looks like we've had 31 days where gas has gone up, all right? So uh, there you go. And things are going to get a whole lot more expensive as the election approaches because, you see, we are energy dependent, We are energy dependent because of Joe Biden. This is uh, pretty fun, though. Listen to this. This is according to a convention of states, Trafalgar Group, poll 1,000 likely 2022 election voters say that there is no support from voters for Biden's push to eliminate gas-powered vehicles. And any time that you need to prop up an industry with government money, uh, like a manufacturing uh, company, like uh, electric vehicles that nobody wants, it's going to do a face plant. It's going to do face plant. Just because you're getting the subsidy on your car, you're getting $8,500 off a car, which, by the way, Ford Motor Company raised the cost of their electric vehicles $8,500 right after Joe Biden said that you're going to get subsidized $8,500. And the average cost of an electric vehicle, about seventy grand, $66,000. And by the way, they, uh, they've got an F-150 Lightning pickup truck that nobody in their right mind who has a drywalling business or a tiling business or, or a farmer that's going to actually haul stuff would ever own. 
because uh, they the towing capacity drops. Uh, uh, well, I should say the battery drops dramatically when you put a. Uh, any type of weight on the back of it or any type of towing capacity, it plummets. And plus, they run worth crap in the wintertime. There's that because they're battery-operated, you see. And that's, what ha- that's why they put batteries in the freezer to, keep them, uh, to make them last longer because it slows down the chemical process. It also slows down the effectiveness of the battery. So if you try to start a car... Unlike, well, diehard batteries are different. Remember that ad from the 70s when you were a kid, if you were a kid? So anyway, uh, it looks like this. This is what they're saying. Um, 40.6% of voters believe increasing domestic oil and gas productions is the best solution to provide America with reliable long-term energy independence. 10% of voters believe building additional nuclear power plants is the best solution. You can thank the China syndrome for that. 25.5% of voters believe focusing uh, new energy investments on renewables like solar and wind is the best solution. No, it should be part of it, but it's never going to run big cities. And 1.4% of voters believe, are you ready? 1.4% of voters believe eliminating gas-powered cars and moving to electric vehicles is the best solution. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And 2.2% of uh, independents say that. So there you go. Nobody wants your crappy electric cars. I don't want your crappy electric car. Do not want it. Not one little bit. You know, I was thinking about this. If, if there were some sort of a, an apocalypse, um, and who the hell knows, considering what's going on in Ukraine and Joe Biden stumbling and bumbling his way into what could become a nuclear conflict, what's the best vehicle to have? An electric vehicle ain't going to do beep if that happens. And i got to also tell you, because of electrical disruptions, a lot of the newer vehicles, same thing. Your best bet is like a 1965 Chevy pickup truck or, uh, or the, the, the truck at Independence Day that Will, uh, Will Smith's girlfriend had, the stripper, that she went around and picked up everybody, including the first lady. Those are the vehicles you want because uh, they're going to run no matter what. They're going to run no matter what. But the federal government wants you dependent on electric vehicles for some reason. And I'll just say this because I had to sell cars for a couple of years. Your federal government screwed the pooch. They screwed the pooch because they're bought and paid for. And uh, they're bought and paid for with this green new energy crap. All right. Right now, about 85% of America's cities are run by fossil fuel, coal, or natural gas. This includes New York City. State of New York says they want to go all electric by 2035. The chairman of, of Toyota says that's not going to be possible. But Joe Biden thinks he can make it so. All right? The federal government could have easily gone with a, a hybrid vehicle to invest in hybrid vehicles. So you can get a big old, you know, thing like a, a you know, a, a, a Toyota Sienna that gets 36 miles a gallon versus 17 because it's a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid. Plug-in hybrid, you, what you do is you plug it in and it goes about 40 to 60 miles and then the electric motor kicks in. And some of these vehicles, you know, get about 160 miles per gallon on paper if you're just commuting 40 miles. But instead, Joe Biden wanted to go all in on worthless piece of crap electric cars. Uh, and, you know, I don't want an endorsement for electric cars. You know, people will say, well, you're gonna, never going to get an endorsement for electric I don't want one, unless it's a golf cart. I'll take one of those. 
I'll take, you know, electric, like a little uh, scooter around the, you know. I got an electric bike. Did I tell you this? I got to tell you this. This is funny. I bought an electric bike. Now, the reason I bought an electric bike is because I'm not 25 anymore. All right? So I got this bike. It's a hybrid electric bike. So you plug it in, and it's a mountain bike like I run, but you can use the electric motor to kind of assist you while you're training. That's what I bought it for. So last night I did 14 miles. I've been doing 14 miles every night. Last night I did 14 miles, and I just kept the electric motor on one or zero so I would, you know, use my body, but I would have it there in case I needed it. Now, my producer, Ken, who I like to call Redneck MacGyver, he figured out, listen to this, listen to this, he figured out how you could take this electric bike and uh, get rid of the governor on it. Now, the governor is what keeps the bike from going over 30 miles an hour. And he told me this hack about how to make your electric bike go 50 miles an hour. And, uh, and I, uh, I, I haven't tried it yet. I'm tempted, I'm tempted, but I don't have a death wish. That's the problem. I don't want to go 50 miles an hour on a bike. But he says if you do what he says, and he tried it, he says you can do it. Now, <clears throat> this is my producer, Ken. He's great. Ken Decker is a great guy, okay? Ken Decker is the man. Greatest person I've ever ri- uh, worked with as a producer. Great guy. And, and he was funny because he was telling me about his bike ride last night. He goes, oh, no, man, I keep that on five. And he said, I'm discovering all sorts of places, man. I'm riding off-road all over the place. And I said, well, do you pedal? He goes, no, I don't pedal. And then, and then he tells me <laughs> that when he's riding his bike, he smokes a cigar. <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, uh, uh you know, you're the only person I know who gets mad uh, when you're when you're on your um, your mountain bike because the ashes fly from your cigar into your face. I thought that was kind of funny, but anyway, I, see, I have no problem with a hybrid electric vehicle. That's what I have. I have no problem with uh, electric uh, or so, solar panels on your roof. Maybe even a solar powered generator on your roof for emergencies. Yes, yes. Can, can it? Power your house, you know, 24-7, 365? Uh, probably not. But solar-powered electric generator? Why the hell not? Now, you have uh, natural gas and all that stuff for, you know, everyday use. And then when there's an emergency, you got the storage, uh, you know, the battery's all charged up. All right? So that's what I got. I got an electric bike, and, and I don't, you know, uh, use the hack. Although I did see a guy on a scooter. He had one of those uh, scooters that the city rents out all over the country, and you, uh, you can rent the scooter to uh, ride around town. Because municipalities are <clears throat> investing in all these stupid scooters. He was flying down the, the trail. And I really, I, I wanted to tell him last night, I said, I, I wanted to stop and say, hey, 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 hey. I'll race you for titles. And then do the hack that my, my producer Ken told me to make it go 50 miles an hour. And then get myself a scooter. But I, uh, but I didn't do that. I wanted to. I was real, cl- ooh, I was real, real close. Uh, let's go to, uh, I think we got Buster in Santa Cruz on the phone. Buster, you got about a minute. What's on your mind, man? My man. All right, Rob. Hey, listen, I want to <laughs> say back to California. Yeah. And I, you know, I got at least 65 years out here. I know this place. Dude. What I want to bring up is one of the things the migrants did. Now, when I was getting into the trades about over 40 years ago, yeah. I was noticing, wow, we sure got a lot of migrants and uh, people up here coming up flooding us, even back then. And What's they that? were telling me, Rob, oh, don't worry about it. You just want to work in the fields. 
Now, I want to bring you up to what's going on now. The country don't know it, but California is a good case study. Now, if you don't speak Spanish, forget it. Don't even think about being in the trades. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's oh, yeah. The- oh, yeah. And, and I also, by the way, in Baltimore, I heard at a, uh, at a, uh, uh, a polling location they were signing up people in Spanish and telling them to vote Democrat. I, this is uh, uh, unconfirmed but not surprising. Kind of it. Buster, we got to run, buddy. We're up against a hard break. Uh, Steve, you hold on. You'll be next. Let's talk about gas prices. Then we're going to get into uh, uh, Joe Biden and World War III and how the government, or I should say the government media complex, is trying to cover up uh, what could be a colossal stumble that could have put us in a very dangerous place. That's on the way. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. an election year, and a whole lot of Democrats have electile dysfunction. That is simply not true. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think we need to hear this about gas How prices. Nice gas prices, mama? She said five bucks a gallon and a rise. Higher that in California. How high is gas prices, Papa? He said six bucks a gallon and rise. This is Jim Gossett. Joe Biden, he don't have our back. We can't drill and we can't frack. frack the economy is under attack. Six bucks a gallon and rising. Bunch of fracking. No, oh, never mind. How high is oil prices, Mama? She said one twenty-five and rising. He's popular. How high is oil prices, Papa? He said one thirty-five and rising. Red wave. All the drilling Biden's killed. Better back we will not build. His own pockets, Joe is filled. Seven bucks a gallon and rising. Oh, it's going. It's going. How high's inflation, mama? She said eight percent and rising. Yeah. How high's inflation, papa? He said nine percent and rising. Food prices going up every day. Hey, double what you used to pay. Wish Joe Biden would go away. Ten percent and rising. Yeah, but you know what? Hamburger Helper's pretty darn good by itself, in the words of Randy Quaid from the movie Vacation. Uh, let's go to Steve in Monterey, California, the home of KSCO Radio. Steve, welcome to the show. What's up, man? I appreciate the uh, opportunity, Rob. How you doing? Glorious, man. What's up? Well, it, it occurred to me that Biden is deeply ensconced in the palm of big oil. And most presidents were in our lifetime, but Trump was probably not, which is probably why they run their best behavior under him with good gas prices. Yeah, well, now, you look at uh, you look at the price of uh, gas per barrel uh, plummeted while Trump was the president. Uh, it made us energy independent. It made us a net oil exporter. So I wouldn't say that the, the gas companies didn't go broke. It's just there was a different dynamic, and we were able to control worldwide uh, energy prices versus now where you have to go beg Saudi Arabia, which is ridiculous. Go ahead. Well, I think there is a secret relationship between big government and big oil. For example, Rockefeller, who is the baron of all oil people here, mm-hmm. he helped co-found the CIA. Okay. And he keeps his name out of the media. He owns Rockefeller Plaza, who prints most of our news, uh, news magazines and even the major TV stations there. So he is very ensconced in, in big government. 
and he's well. He's you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm without sounding too conspiratorial. It's very clear that the government is very very ensconced in big social media, uh, in big pharma. Dear God in heaven, if COVID didn't convince us of that, Steve. So I, I'm I so, would presumably say, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So I'm looking at the gas prices go up a dollar fifty in ten days Jeez. here in California. Now double what they were under Trump. And I think, oh, so this is how big oil and Biden are going to pay for Hurricane Ian. They're going to give us a temporary hidden ga- uh, tax hike via gas pumps, and the government's going to get 75 cents of every dollar, and they're, they're going to give their oil buddies 25 cents for every dollar extra. And that's how it's been working most of our lives. But it didn't work that way under Trump. No. No. Steve, I appreciate your thoughts, man. Uh, appreciate your thoughts. I'm sorry for what you're going through in California. You can blame it on uh, uh, your governor. Dear Lord, glad I don't live there. So um, the, uh, the uh, Nord Stream pipeline was blown up. I think it's pretty sad that uh, I think a lot of Americans, in fact, I'd venture to say <clears throat> with Republicans, if you were to choose between uh, who did it, uh, Joe Biden or Vladimir Putin, most Republicans, and I think a lot of Democrats say, oh, yeah, it, it definitely believe uh, Vladimir Putin because it's, you know, his pipeline and he already shut it down and he's already got control of the spigot over there to uh, to Europe. And uh, Joe Biden declared war on a pipeline the first day he was in office. And then uh, he's declared a war on fossil fuels. And then of the Nord Stream pipeline, just earlier this year, here, here literally is what he said about the Nord Stream pipeline and what he was going to do to it. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then... Uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. Huh? How do you do that? How would the United States do that? But how will you how will you do that? You can't just tell Biden or, or uh, uh, Putin to shut it down. Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will. Uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. Now, here is uh, Tony Blinken, the State Department, saying that uh, basically, yeah, we did it. First, it's important to make clear that uh, these pipelines, that is Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2, uh, were not uh, pumping gas into Europe uh, at this time. Nord Stream 2 never became operational, as is well known. Nord Stream 1 has been shut down for weeks uh, because of Russia's weaponization of energy. Then why uh, why would Vladimir Putin need to blow it up? What we've been doing, and we've also been working on this together uh, for many, many weeks, uh, as we saw the Russian aggression in Ukraine, and as we... Uh, I'll play the rest of this in a second, um, but he basically said it's a good thing. Coming up, Chad Robichaud, combat veteran, rescued 17,000 people from Afghanistan. He's got some thoughts about uh, the Nord Stream. We'll talk to him next. Don't leave your radio, smart device, or others. It's the Rob Carson Show. for a woke take on current events just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here it's the rob carson show so you know uh you know all this transgender surgery crap that uh people in the medical profession and uh psychology profession and teaching profession are pushing on our children that's insane by the way 
Uh, remember Voltaire's quote, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities? I would consider taking a healthy 12-year-old girl and having her breasts removed and giving her a hysterectomy because she wants to be a boy to be, to be one of those uh, atrocities. Oh, boy, here we go. Hold on. Uh, Chad, hold on a second. Chad? This is Chad. Chad, you got to hold on a second. Okay, hold on. Okay. 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 That's Chad Robichaux. I was going to – we, we, we missed Chad. Chad's calling in here. We'll get to you one second, Chad, because I wasn't sure if you're going to be on. Uh, American Academy of Pedi- Pediatrics, American Medical Association, and Children's Hospital Association sent a letter to Merrick Garland urging him to take swift action to investigate and prosecute those who would threaten or target hospitals and physicians who provide transgender surgery to minors. Meanwhile, the uh, DOJ has done D-word for Richard about all the attacks – by uh, radical leftists against crisis pregnancy centers. Thought you should know. All right, Chad Robichaux. Bro, I didn't know if you were going to be on today. Thanks for, uh, for calling in. Absolutely. Uh, Chad, uh, uh, we were talking uh, uh, briefly. Chad, you're a combat veteran. You founded this Mighty Oaks Foundation. Uh, you host this program called the Situation Report, and you and your organization rescued 17,000 people out of Afghanistan. Chad, I want to ask you a um, couple of things. There's a lot of uh, crap going on with uh, Ukraine, with uh, now Ukraine wanting to become a member of NATO, with uh, Ukraine, which has been known for its abject uh, uh, corruption for decades, been known as a, uh, a place where you go to launder your money where you're an, if you're an oligarch. Well, that's what I think is happening with all our military aid over there. Uh, what are your thoughts with regard to uh, uh, Ukraine becoming a NATO member uh, and then the possibility that we could, uh, because of that, go to war with Russia? Do you think it's a real possibility being with, you, you know, your experience in the, in the military? I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I do. I mean, well, you know, since February, I've been in Ukraine. I just got back uh, okay. two days ago. I was in the very front line of Ukraine. So I get, you know, I kind of have two perspectives. I have one perspective that would really agree with a lot of things you're saying. And another perspective is just from the human rights issue, watching, you know, watching Russia. Literally, you know, I, I uncovered mass graves. Uh, gotcha. as a report out of uncovered mass graves, uh, watching what they're doing to civilians. You know, something has to be done. Although, you know, this uh, United States giving $70 billion and uh which is not going to the front lines. I can tell you that from being on the front lines. Really? Uh, that money is being laundered, and you're right. Ukraine is, but has a long history of corruption. So does Washington, D.C. Uh, where that money is going is, I would say, not just in Ukrainian, corrupt Ukrainian pockets, but in Washington, D.C. pockets as well. Chad, let me, and, uh, let me There's, let, no, there's let, no oversight on it. Let and, me uh, ask you this, because you, you mentioned, you said you've been in the front lines. You don't see it. Now, we have given them enough money. We have basically sent them the budget, the military budget for Russia. Yeah. And you're saying that is not getting to the front lines. What's it like on the front lines for people fighting against Russia in Ukraine? I mean, you know, I was with a special operations unit uh, this past week and we, we brought we gave them twenty twenty thousand dollars in first aid kits. And then we brought instructors to teach them how to use it because uh, they're not getting that stuff on the front lines through this. These billions of dollars in support uh, there. You know, some of their equipment is old, outdated. Uh, they're not getting trained, trained in how to use their stuff that we're giving them. I was watching them fire AT4 rec- uh, rockets. Uh, didn't even know there were sights on it. Uh, so uh, they're, they're, the money is not getting to where it needs to go. Uh, the, the solution, I, first of all, I don't believe we should send that much money. Uh, I do believe in supporting Ukraine because I'm there and see the need for it. But I don't believe in sending that much money. But if we are going to send money, it has to have congressional oversight. There's no oversight on this money. It's going into black hole and corrupt people can do whatever they want to do with it. Um, and then as far as you know, going into NATO – you know, something, whether we, 
NATO accepts Ukraine or not, and I don't believe they will, uh, something has to be done. This is why the ICC exists, the International Criminal Court exists. This is why the UN exists, to not allow war crimes. Uh, they're separate from politics. They're not a country. They don't care about who's the good guys, who's the bad guys. But war crimes should not be happening at the way they're happening. I've, I, I have video footage that I took from my cell phone of uh, civilian apartments blown from the top floor to the bottom floor while occupied wow. uh, with thousands, thousands, killings, thousands of women and children. Uh, I personally witnessed last week 1,100 people sh- stuffed in a mass grave that had women and children with their hands tied behind their back, shot and pushed in their grave. And uh, I mean, this is not, should not, in a civilized world that we're in, this is not okay. It's a war crime. Right. Let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. The UN and ICC needs to step so, in. So right now, uh, Russia is claiming Luhansk, Donetsk, and uh, two other, uh, what they're called Ukrainian oblasts, and largely they are already, they're, they're, I guess I've heard that they are more aligned with Russia. Uh, the United States doesn't want to happen that. Apparently NATO doesn't want to happen with that. Uh, have you heard anything about those regions and annexation by Russia? Well, Putin's already claimed that they are that, that he annexed them and they are Russian now. That's what Putin's okay. claimed, and that's why Zelensky filed for the uh, officially filed a few days ago uh, through NATO, saying to become a NATO you know, member. A, for, a foreign nation took you know is claiming our land, okay. and uh, that's his basis to file that. Uh, Let me, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, and those areas are, you know, they are occupied, um, but. I haven't been in those areas to see how the people feel. I mean, Russia's. I mean, we should be no surprise. We should be no surprise with Russian propaganda. Uh, But I can tell you that that Russia also claimed that Putin also claimed that the Zuma blast was was Russian friendly, and I just went there as it was liberated, and Mm -hmm. and it's it's not friendly. They they were they were you know they were murdering the Ukrainian civilians there. Uh, They were liberated. I I, know the scene. I seen Russian soldiers on the ground and and. uh, the civilian people walking over and, and uh, spitting and peeing on the bodies and kicking the bodies of Russian soldiers because they were, have been occupied for let, six months. Let me ask you this. This is the big money question of the day. Uh, you got the Nord Stream pipeline that had been um, had been sabotaged. Uh, Joe Biden said they'd get rid of the Nord Stream pipeline if Russia invaded. He said that back in March. Uh, then you hear uh, Anthony Blinken saying it's a good thing that it happened. Uh, and, and i got to tell you, I'm suspicious because Russia had already shut down the pipeline. What would it do to them monetarily to shut down their lifeline? Do you, do you tend to think it was sabotaged by us or them? Uh, you know, I... I don't believe that our government has the confidence, uh, the competence to do that right now. You don't? I wish we do. I, I wish we did. Um, but I, I do believe it was not. I don't believe it was done by Russia. I believe it was done by outside players. Uh, uh, maybe the United States was part of it. I know uh, President Biden did say uh, we would. We would. Uh, yeah, they get rid of those it. kind of actions. And he, said they, he, and well. he said they get rid of it. He said that, and then Tony Blinken yeah. said it, and uh, yeah. Tory Newland said that uh, they wanted to, they were going to get rid of Nord Stream. So I'm sorry, uh, I'm not as bat guano crazy as Tucker Carlson last <laughs> night saying the world's going to end. But at the same time, you got to kind of wonder if we did it, which I kind of believe because Joe Biden lies about everything. Yeah. So does the State Department. So does the CIA. So does the yeah. FBI. So does the DOJ. So does the CDC. I can HHS, DHS. I can go on and on and on. You know this, Chad Robichaud. Right. So, right. so right. I guess the only way that an outsider would have been in there maybe to stoke something between the two countries a war. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, 
I, I think the, the motivation behind it is to, is, is to, I mean, the only commodity and only, you know, thing that Russia has is the sale of oil. And, uh, I think, you know, it, it's an outsider attack on Russia. Do I think we did it? I, I, I personally wish we did. Uh, I know you may not agree. Yeah, that's fine. I, I would, uh, you, you I, don't I have to agree with everything I say. A guest can I actually disagree with have, We should have done it. Uh, but I, I just don't know that this, this administration has the confidence to do it. You think we should have done it? I think we should have done it. Really? All right. All right. I, I think I think I think we should have stopped the sale of Russian oil the second that uh this this I mean especially look we were we were still in February and March we were still doing 17 billion barrels a month of, of Russian oil. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, are you are you back in your truck in there, Chad? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I'm standing in a place just ironically that I thought was quiet. And, uh... <laughs> Chad, I want to ask you this real quick because um, uh, yesterday or last week, Joe Biden was praising this National Guard soldier for going in and saving elderly people. He went in, got their wheelchair and everything, and uh, and this guy went ahead and said, "Well, uh, I, you know, enjoy it uh, because uh, they're kicking me out of the military for not having a vaccine." I understand your son was forced out of the Marine Corps for refusing the uh, the vaccination. What's an update on that? Tell me a little bit about your son. Well, I mean, we have, my family has 83 years of executive service, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, uh, all, the, all the current wars. Uh, my, my, I did eight deployments to Afghanistan. My oldest son did deployments to Afghanistan. We've been, in, we've been in the Marine Corps specifically for 53 years, and uh, that all ended because of the vaccine when my youngest son had to – Hayden had to be uh, – was kicked out because of the uh, what is, what is, to get the vaccine. What is he doing now? Well, now he's working with us at, uh, at Mighty Oaks Foundation. Um, you know, he wants to continue serving uh, the military in that capacity. We, work, we're, we uh, you know, him and many others, the thousands of others that were kicked out over this uh, vaccine are trying to get their discharges overturned. They were given other than honorable discharges. He had it for commission of a serious offense. Bullcrap. I think because he fought it. He, he, did all, he did all the proper paperwork. We had people on the inside, generals That's and right. colonels and and legal legal advisors making sure we did all the uh, exemptions, uh, religious exemptions, and requests and uh, appeals correctly. Yeah, but you know what? So the government have... didn't grant any of that. They didn't grant a None damn one. And I'm going to tell you, Not Chad, one. I'm going to tell you something. This Republican Congress, hopefully they'll keel haul the Democrats. They had better reinstate military members, given their full benefits, their full rank, their uh, their retirement, and the whole deal, Chad. Uh, and I'm hoping and praying for your son and others that this happens, because this is unfair. No, beyond unfair. It's cruel, inhumane, and vicious is what it is, Chad. It is. It was. A, it was. I believe it was a purging of a uh, of non-compliers. Of course, uh, it was. And, and generally, what 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 political ilk do you suppose they lean toward? Being an anti-vax and pro-religion. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's pretty clear. I mean, the the political agenda and our, our military being politicized is a. Uh, that's been something that's been very dangerous for a long time, and, well, this, and it's, a, it's it's never got never been worse than, well, Chad, than this right is, now. This has got to be heartbreaking for you and your son. It is. It's a. It's a. I mean. Like I said, our family says eighty. Our family legacy is eighty-three years of, of service to this country, and uh, and what a slap in the face yeah. uh, to, our, to our family's legacy. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I can't say what I want to say on the air because of the FCC. But I'm going to tell you right now, Chad. Uh, I'm never going to let this go. And, and as an on-air personality, for whatever it's worth, I'm going to be fighting and I'm going to be talking to Congress. I'm going to do the whole deal after Republicans take over to get everybody reinstated, including your son, because that's just quite simply bullcrap absolute bullcrap uh chad i want to thank you for joining me tell everybody real quick about uh, about 30 to 60 seconds about your mighty oaks foundation what y'all do 
That Mighty Oaks Foundation is a faith-based veteran service organization that works with uh, active duty service members, veterans, first responders, and spouses. We do free programming. We've spoken to 400,000 active duty troops. We've had 4,300 come through our recovery program. And then we do work internationally as well in places like Ukraine and Afghanistan. And you can learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Also, uh, Saving Aziz is a, my new book coming out about yes. the rescues in Afghanistan. Yes. And it's available for pre-sale right now anywhere, anywhere you get books. I've so got Saving Aziz. Saving Aziz, A-Z-I-Z, available right now for pre-sale. Brother, thank you for your service. Thanks for going to uh, Ukraine. Thanks you for perspective. I don't know if I agree on it, but you know what? You probably have a better <laughs> idea than I do. God bless, Godspeed to you, your family, and your son. Okay, Bo? Bud? God bless. God bless. All right, man. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you soon. That is, of course, Chad Robodeau of uh, of of, uh, a robo show, I should say, uh, of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. So, Chad Robichaud who uh, is the founder of the Mighty Oaks Foundation and uh, has a new book out. Uh, it's coming out, uh, Saving Aziz, How the Mission to Help One Became a Calling to Rescue Thousands from the Taliban. He saved his organization 17,000 people from Afghanistan after Joe Biden's uh, botched pullout, which wouldn't be the first, I've heard. You know, whatever. Uh, that's something personal, I guess. We won't get into that. Anyway, uh, I think that's how Hunter ended up coming about. <laughs> uh, anyway... <clears throat> But uh, Chad Robichaud says, yeah, he believes maybe the U.S. was involved in the uh, sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline, but he thinks that the military under Joe Biden's uh, leadership is too uh, incompetent to do it. That's that's what he says. (laughs) Jeffrey Sachs is the director of uh, uh, the Center for Sustainable Development at Columbia University, appeared on Bloomberg TV on uh, Monday, said that he bet that the U.S. was behind uh, last week's attack on the Nord Stream pipeline. Here's a little bit of uh, Professor Sachs talking about it. Yeah, I was attacked in the Atlantic for being on the side side of peace. And uh, I confess I'm on the side of peace. Uh, I am very worried that we are on a path of escalation to nuclear war. Nothing less than that. Uh, We have essentially a war in which Russia feels uh, that this war is at the core of its security interests. Uh, The United States uh, insists uh, that it will do anything to support Ukraine's defeat of Russia. Russia views this as a proxy war with the United States. And uh, whatever one thinks about this, this is a, a path of extraordinarily dangerous escalation. Here's a little bit more from the professor getting a little uh, a little uh, pushback from the host. Well, Europe is in a very, very sharp economic downturn. Uh, the sharp decline of output and living standards also shows up as a rise of prices. But the, the main fact is that the European economy is getting hammered by this, by the sudden cutoff of energy. And now uh, to make it... Uh, and de- by the way, the United States just uh, sealed their fate, uh, possibly. Definitive, the destruction of uh, the Nord Stream pipeline, which I, I would bet was a U.S. 
action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Huh. Uh, this is uh, right, Jeff, Jeff, we got to stop there. That's a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh, were uh, circling over this area. Huh. We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another, we are going to end Nord Stream. Oh, yeah. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press oh, yeah. conference. That he says, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's oh. a strange way to, it's, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure Professor. of vital significance. So I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs, you're not allowed to say these things no. uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. Yeah, and there are a lot of Americans who do. Here is uh, Tory Newland, the Biden administration, saying that. With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 mm -hmm. will mm -hmm. not move forward. Or another. One way or another. One way or another. That is uh, Blondie, by the way. I did music radio for a long time. So, uh, yeah, who the hell knows, to be quite honest. But I would tell you... Um, and, and listen, uh, Chad Robichaud made a good point about um, Russian atrocities. Uh, Vladimir Putin is an evil man. Is this worth getting into a, a limited or full-blown nuclear conflict? Dear God in heaven, no! And I got to tell you, because of how this president has handled his presidency, and he's terrible at it, and everything he touches turns to crap, uh, I wouldn't rely on his decision-making uh, uh ability with regard to uh, the possibility of international conflicts. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. We're not gonna take it. They shut down our country. No, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, hour number trois of the show on 10-4. 10-4, good buddy. Today is 10-4. Remember that May the 4th be with you? This is 10-4, good buddy. I'm just going to call. That's what that's what this is. This is officially right there. I'm going to name it. This is 10-4, good buddy. So you got May the 4th be with you, with you and now we got 10-4, good buddy. That's I I think it's I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be huge. I really do. So uh I, hey did you hear that uh, Kanye West, he's a uh, a very influential rapper and uh, kind of a fashion icon was married to uh, Kim Kardashian and uh, and he's got a couple good songs that are very uh, faith-based that are quite beautiful actually. I'll be honest. Don't agree with everything he does but cuz he's a little nuts. But um but uh, apparently <laughs> do you hear what he did? <laughs> Yeah, apparently he showed up to uh, Paris Fashion Week with Candace Owens. They weren't dating or anything. He just invited conservative Candace Owens, and he and and his models in the fashion show wore 
uh, fashion that said white lives matter. And, and the, the, I would imagine the left's head, their, the heads are exploding because it's a pretty ballsy thing to do being a, you know, this rapper and everything. And, and, uh, you know, a giant figure in pop culture, but uh, <laughs> he, he not only did that, he also said online, he said, everybody knows black lives matter is a scam. And guess what? I've said that from day one, but this hopefully is the nail in the coffin to the ungodly, corrupt Black Lives Matter and race baiting industry in America. And here is Al Sharpton to sing about just that. Either that or it's Jim Gossett doing Al Sharpton's voice. Could be that. Black lives matter, white lives do not. Kanye West is messing up our plot. Yeah. The BLM, that expression they own. Uh-uh. Let them break the law and stand alone. And stand alone. Yeah. Kanye's preaching unity. A threat to race beaters like Jesse and me. Jesse and me. Kanye West, give him credit, I won't. Cause black lives matter and white lives don't. White lives don't. Yes. And Kamala Harris says that uh, white people get to the back of the bus when it comes to hurricane relief in uh, in uh, in Florida. So there is uh, that. I think that's pretty funny. JimGossettComedy.com, two S's and, uh, and two T's. Real quick, I want to uh, ask you to do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind. I don't do this uh, very often, if ever, to be quite honest. Um, we have a new sponsor, Powerful Living. And uh, my wife and I, we've been d- d- discussing an autonomous backup generator for the house. And, and we've looked at a lot of different things, and, and I was kind of looking, hey, maybe we'll do a natural gas. Then I saw, you know, what Joe Biden did to the pipeline, or, you know, whatever. And, and we thought, if we need something to run, we don't have a sump pump, but if, you know, like a sump pump or shortwave radio, computers, even keep your fridge on in times of, uh, you know, a storm or whatever, uh, we decided to go with Powerful Living, and you can go to Powerful Living and investigate a solar generator. So sits on your house, gathers sunlight, stocks up the energy in, uh, in you know, big batteries, in your, and they, they put it inside the house in the garage or whatever. And then basically you can run all those devices if you have a power outage. All right? And, and so uh, it's, it's actually pretty darn cool. And if you go to roboffgrid.com, roboffgrid.com, you're going to get $1,500 in free off-grid bonuses. So if you're thinking about it, maybe maybe you're ready to go. Maybe you're just thinking, you know, maybe I'll investigate. Go to roboffgrid.com, and uh, there's never been a better time to protect your family with a plug-and-play solar generator. So if you would, let's show this company the power of this audience and go to roboffgrid.com for powerful living. They've got little portable generators, got whole house generators. It's pretty cool. Really, really cool. Go there, check out roboffgrid.com, and you'll see all of the uh, the different types of generators they got. And it's uh, we're going to get ours installed here very soon. We're kind of debating how, when, whatnot. Got the holidays coming, whatever. But uh, I've heard great things, and we're glad to have them as a sponsor on the show. Roboffgrid.com. Uh, enter code ROB. 
Rob, Rob, and get over $1,500 in free off-grid bonuses. If you would do that, it would be, uh, I'd be much obliged. I'd be much obliged. So, okay. So, um, I, want to get, I got a lot of stuff I want to get to here before the show is over. Um, do we want to do, yeah, I want to do Stacey Abrams here. Oh, dear God, that sounded weird. I, no way I ever want to do Stacey Abrams. I'll just say that right now. I know that's, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Nah, no. May, may, you, I don't care. Me, shh, I'm happily married. Thank you. That said, uh, Stacey Abrams lost again. Her uh, a judge rejected her suit, claiming that Georgia's 2018 election was mismanaged. She, of course, has been saying that uh, it was stolen. She's been saying it for, well, now what, uh, about four or five years, and uh, she's never been called a denier. It's kind of weird. Never been called a denier, never been shut down on social media. Her movement and the Democrats saying that she won, uh, including Hillary Clinton, never been banned from social media or anything like that. And, that, and that's kind of weird. And it's almost like a double standard or something. So uh, uh, Brian Kemp defeated Stacey Abrams 2018 by 54,000 votes. Abrams refused to concede. She suggested that uh, doing so would make her complicit in a rigged system. Okay. While the uh, in votes was too large to legally warrant a recount, Abrams, who will again face and is facing uh, Kemp in the election this year, uh, sought other ways to contest the, uh, the election result. Uh, and, and she did so without a, a proof, unlike the 2020 election where there's reams of evidence, thousands of, uh, of, uh, of, of witnesses, millions and millions spent by Mark Zuckerberg, um, uh, thousands of uh, drop boxes, uh, five uh, uh, battleground states, Stopped counting the votes. Election night restarted the next morning. Overwhelmingly, 95 to 100% all Biden. Okay? Please, right? Um, anyway, after the election, Abrams' fair fight action organization filed a lawsuit claiming Georgia had grossly mismanaged the election, depriving some citizens of the right to vote. Uh, in particular, the group took issue with uh, two facets of the state's voter verification process, both designated to counter voter fraud. All right? So um, they had this thing called the exact match policy, whereby the information on a voter registration application had to comport with records kept by the Georgia Department of Driver Services for the Social Security Administration. It's to make sure you are who you are, not just claiming to have an address. It, it's, it's wonderful. It actually works. If the event there's not a, a match, you, you just get the application notified. Uh, you get a letter from the county board of registrars, and you can straighten out the, uh, you know, the, the situation with them. There you go. Couldn't be completed thereafter, and then you can vote again. So that's one of the things. And, uh, you know, she also has gone bat guano crazy on, uh, uh, you know, voter ID because she thinks black people are too stupid to, uh, to get ID, which is uh, racist, 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 all right? Uh, fair fight attorney uh, uh, Allegra Lawrence Hardy advanced the claim that Georgia officials made it harder uh, to register, harder to stay registered, and ultimately harder to vote. Nonsense. In the 288-page decision, the judge, who's an Obama judge, stated that the defendants have compelling interest in preventing voter fraud and that limited burdens placed on voters by exact match citizen of verification are justified. Justified. There you go. According to Josh Belafonte, a lawyer for the state election officials, uh, Abrams' uh, group was motivated by a desire to turn Georgia into a Democrat state. Uh, Belafonte indicated that among the 3,000 stories cited by Fair Fight, only a handful were from persons unable to cast a ballot in 2018. And listen to this. 
None of those people or anybody else, any Democrat, had a single issue with the 2020 election. So they didn't have a problem with 2020. But when uh, Stacey Abrams got her rather sizable rear end kicked, it was a problem. Here's uh, Stacey Abrams playing victim. Absolutely. There are some polls which have had some very express problems that are showing their outlier polls. But we also had... Oh, she's talking about how the fact she's behind in the polls this election. ...series of polls that came around the same time that showed this is a tight race that's within the margin of error. This is a snapshot. Polls are snapshot. And the question is, who are you taking a picture of? And when you take a picture... Um, I hate to tell you this, Sunshine, but... uh, uh, people of color and women are turning away from the Democrat Party, so it's not about polling. They're legit leaving you. Sure, that is predominantly Republican and has a disproportionately white population. Man, it sucks to have skewed polls, don't it? Or that undercounts the participation of women. Of course, it's going to lean in the direction of the incumbent. By the way, um, you got this guy, Bolsonaro, who is uh, Trump-supported, running uh, again to be the uh, the leader of Brazil. And he, by the way, the polls showed him down by 30 points. 30 points, and yet he actually added, uh, it was uh, one, and now he's in a runoff with a leftist, De Silva. Uh, Bolsonaro and he are going to be in a runoff, and one of the things that maybe propelled Bolsonaro to such a showing after the polls showed him 30 points behind, because polls are used to kill conservatives, uh, was an ad from Donald Trump to the people of, uh, of uh, Brazil. Donald Trump did it. Because uh, Donald Trump's kind of a hero around the world as a conservative. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, here's a little bit more from uh, Stacey Abrams. Uh, and she says that she conceded immediately the 2018 election. And that's a complete lie. Let's be clear. This is not a speech of concession. Now, this is after her uh, butt kicking in 2018. In the coming days, we will be filing a major federal lawsuit against the state of Georgia for the gross mismanagement of this election, and we will win because we are Georgia. And I promise you, we will get it done. Is there any scenario under which you would concede that you lost publicly in 2018? In 2018, on the day I made that speech, if you played the beginning of the speech, I acknowledged that I was not the governor, that Brian Kemp won the election. What I said is that the process... It's kind of weird because November 16th of 2018, she said, I will not concede because the erosion of our democracy is not right. She also said, told to MSNBC's Katie Turd, 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 sorry, uh, the election was stolen from the people of Georgia. November the 19th, she told Chris Hayes that it was not a free and fair election. Uh, In 2019, she said the results were purely and fully attributable to voter suppression, by the way. And then former uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and failed presidential candidate was joined by numerous other Democrats, including Eric Holder, Kamala Harris, and Elizabeth Warren, reiterating Abrams' claim that the 2018 gubernatorial election had been stolen. And Kamala Harris said, let me say this loud and clear, without voter suppression, Stacey Abrams would be the voter of Georgia. Denied access. The governor, I mean. To too many voters. And that was proven by more than 3,000 voters who made their voices heard by a trial and a process that was the first full-length trial held on voting rights in more than a decade in the state of Georgia. And I have never denied the outcome. I've always No, you always it. have, actually, and this is what Democrats do. They lie. All right, so uh, we're going to take a break. Your calls are welcome here, 800-922-6680. It's a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show.
compelled to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the uh, Rob Carson Show, and I'm um, going to talk a little bit about this. Uh, there was a big walkout by uh, students in Virginia. Uh, they want uh, uh, trans kids to be able to go to uh, bathrooms in the schools and use the same locker rooms as, uh, as the opposite sex. And uh, turns out it was, giant, it was a giant astroturf uh, by a, a group that uh, apparently wants to have gay kids move into their homes. It, into their homes. Like, leave your parents, come live with us. Unreal. We'll get to that. I do want to go to Eileen in Santa Cruz, who wants to talk about our Black Lives Matter song. Uh, about uh, Black Lives Matter and Kanye West saying that everybody knows Black Lives Matter is, uh, is a sham. Hi, Eileen. How are you today? Hey, great. How are you, Rob? I'm gl- I couldn't be better. Love the song. That was that's just a classic. And I heard this the other day. Fetal lives matter, too. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a prime example of that because you know my story. I know. I know. Yeah. And yeah. You're, you're, you're the poster child. Well, unfortunately, I'm also, I'm also the poster child for abortion uh, for Democrats. Oh, you are. <laughs> you are <not. laughs> hey, Rob. Um, so... So you know about MZ at KSEO Radio. He's talking about selling the station and retiring. I, I heard about that. Yeah, so we're, we're trying to get together uh, a group uh, to, uh, anyway, that, that's a, a, another conversation. But, but yeah. what I want to do is when can you get out here with your uh, comedian uh, um, with Jim? guy? And we can... We can uh, we can, because we want to have a retirement party. For hey, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do right, it. Right. Let's plan. So can you have my number? Can you give me a call when you're when at the end of the show? And yeah, I will do my very best today, but that sounds like a great idea. We, we are going to be taking the show on the road. And, and since, and then I've heard rumors, KSCO, the, uh, the glorious owner of KSCO, is thinking about selling the station, retiring. Um, and, uh, and I think the show has actually increased the value of the property. I'm just saying. Um, but I, I would love to come out. I would love. I've got, I've got a bunch of stuff coming up. I'm hoping to go to New York and broadcast before uh, Christmas and maybe Baltimore. But I would love to come to Santa Cruz because of all the, the gigantic support of listeners in Santa Cruz to KSCO. Exactly. That had been a long time, you know. It, uh, it would be an honor. It would be yeah. an honor. Eileen, I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you very much. I love it. Yeah. It'd be nice. So a pra- the a pro-trans group behind the Virginia school walkouts, they have Democrat ties. Uh, they are saying that they want gender-confused kids to leave their families and rehome with them in new queer-friendly guardians. I don't know. Sounds like a recipe for pedophilia to me. I, you know, I could be wrong. The Pride Liberation Project, which also says give money to uh, students who run away and hide from their parents, garnered glowing headlines September 27th when it organized 12,000 high school students to walk out of class to protest a draft policy saying that schools should should not hide a student's gender transition from parents, though billed as being an organic group of high schoolers. Wasn't. 
Materials from the group's internal message board show that it's uh, plans to go much further than a walkout. Uh, in fact, a, 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 a at resources for outed students channel created by uh, Ray Wall, whatever the hell that is, said the uh, group would help children run away from their parents and arrange them to be placed with new queer-friendly guardians. We've created this channel as a way for everyone to understand the mutual aid and support resources the PLP has available for outed in, uh, in crisis students. Now, these are the same people who say that they're perfectly fine with books like Lawn Boy being in uh, public school libraries that promote homosexuality between uh, adults and children. And that's one of the books. That's why there was that bill passed in, uh, in uh, Virginia, and that's why they have a Republican governor now. In the event of you needing to leave your home, we can provide you with emergency housing from supportive, queer-friendly adults. Please note that this uh, adult will likely be white, is what they said. What the hell? We may not be able to provide you the housing that same night, but we anticipate that we could secure someone to take you within one to two days, and we will support with other supportive adult organizations in the region to find you someone who can provide you kind of an affirming home. The group, which raises money using the Democrat uh, platform Act Blue, said it can also provide significant money to youths who want to leave their parents. We play for Ubers. We pay for Ubers, Lyfts, and other passes if you need to leave immediately. Normally, if if an adult would call and tell your kid, hey, come over and spend the night at my house, you might freak you out a little bit. We also can set up a dedicated Act Blue fundraising page for you and get allies to donate. In the past, this has led to thousands of dollars in donations. All of that money is yours. Kind of sounds like somebody driving by in a van and offering kids candy. Kind of weird, right? I got a little bit more on this in a second with the key, uh, with the uh, stress on the word morons, the two word morons. I got this and then also a top Democrat says if if uh, parents will not uh, allow them kids to gender transition, uh, then they need to get out of the house because the parents will beat them to death. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. By the way, uh, just a, a point of personal privilege. My, my son, uh, he's a graduate of the University of Kansas, and uh, he just graduated, and uh, um, he's got a job and everything, and, and I think he, he did very well in their business school there. And, uh, and this week, and he told me, he said, Dad, I'm going to the football game this weekend. And I said, yeah, cool. Uh, man, that's, that's awesome. They're 5-0, and and they're in the top 25 in the AP, which Kansas football. I mean, come on, really, really, really? And he said, ESPN uh, end zone is going to be there before the game. And I said, I, really? I said, so how long has it been since they did that? He goes, never. I might, I might have to go. I might have to go to that game. We'll see. Pretty, pretty remarkable. Uh, and it would be nice to see um, another program do well. I mean, they just won the national championship in basketball. Uh, so anyway, I was talking about the Pride Liberation Front. What they want to do is they want to, uh, uh, they were the ones behind the walkout uh, of students in, uh, in Virginia from their classes. And all those kids should have been uh, placed in some sort of detention. Uh, parents alerted the whole deal and punished for what they did because it, they were literally, uh, they were lured uh, to do this by this organization. They organized uh, September the 27th, 12,000 high school kids to walk out of class to fight, uh, uh, you know, uh, schools not h- uh, hiding their, their students' gender transition from parents. So they want uh, kids to go through gender transition without mom and dad knowing, which is evil. 
And then they urged all these kids to walk out of class. And now they are saying that they want the Pride Liberation Front wants to take kids who are maybe uh, scared of uh, transitioning with parents to come and stay with queer-friendly guardians. And, and they're going to lure them with money. Says uh, provide short uh, a couple hundred dollars immediately. Uh, we can send this through Venmo. Uh, we'll give you a, an Uber or a Lyft ride over there. And and I'm kind of reminded of the uh, the the child catcher from uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. One hundred percent. This is sick. This is some sick bleep bleep. It also promised to falsify documentation to hide a minor's activities from their parents. A section uh, titled Covers and Alibi said, if you attend an event or protest, we can work with you to craft craft a valid non-queer reason for you to be there. Sometimes this may be a bit challenging, but we can use official-sounding non-queer-related email addresses, email addresses from prestigious universities and other resources. This is freaking illegal! David Gordon, the head of the Virginia Project, said it's irresponsible and reckless to the extreme to be doing this with other people's kids. The, the way this operation works is nearly identical to sex trafficking. Uh-huh. This uh, organization said participants could be reimbursed up to... Now this is for the walkout on, on, in September that was like probably Soros-funded or something like it. Participants could be re- reimbursed up to $25 for walkout expenses such as megaphones. Asked a question about the topic, uh, they wrote, um, F. Uh, uh, Robert Rigby, Fairfax County teacher who, uh, who frequently pushes gay activism at school board meetings, the Pride Liberation Project did not respond to an inquiry about Rigby's role, whatever, that's, that's, a, that's an aside. But uh, it's pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, you can do this with adults. You can have jackasses at work skip work to attend a protest. But when you have kids leave school, uh, they're truant to pretend a, uh, uh, to do a, a rally, uh, that's illegal. And your group needs to be blown up figuratively. Absolutely freaking ridiculous. These are the same people who are completely down with sexualizing children, teaching kids sex ed in kindergarten. Or before, sexual books in schools, we've seen it. I can't even read the damn books on the air. I'd be removed from the air. But they're in elementary, junior high, and high school libraries. New uh, poll from Rasmussen reports that uh, 89% of likely voters said that schools should fully inform their parents about what their children are taught in the classroom. 85% were opposed to sexually explicit books uh, in public school libraries. 79% 79% are opposed in middle school. 69% opposed in high schools. There is no such thing as age appropriate for obscenity and por- pornography in public school libraries. This according to uh, Capital Resource Institute President Karen England. And she's right. Then you got this. Member of the Spanish government a couple weeks ago, Irene Montero, 34-year-old minister of equality in Spain, recently said at a Spanish, uh, in Spanish at a legislative meeting, quote, ready? Listen for this. When you're thinking about this, this group that wants to pay kids to leave their homes and come live with us, all boys, girls, and chill drinks. I'm not kidding. Not like chilled drinks. Chill drinks, like they're trying to do with Latinx or Latinx. Chill drinks. I'm not kidding 
Children in this country have the right to know their own body, to know that no adult can touch their body if they don't want it, and to uh, and that is a form of violence. They have the right to know uh, that they can love or have sexual relations with whoever they want based on consent. No age restriction. The age of consent in Spain is 16. We are in troubled times. Oh, and then, and then Planned Parenthood has released an ad, an advertisement for puberty blocker drugs aimed at minors. This is Joseph Mingala stuff. And I say it again, that if any uh, medical organization, doctor, therapist, teacher, administrator has been down with transitioning a child to the opposite sex, before their 18th birthday, they need to be driven from their careers, affiliated with children, medicine, counseling, uh, school, the whole deal. You're done. You're freaking done. Here is uh, Planned Parenthood, founded by a eugenist who hated black people and kids with disabilities. That's why so many black kids are aborted and so many children with Down syndrome are being made extinct because of Planned Parenthood. Here's their advertisement for puberty blocking drugs. There's no one-size-fits-all puberty experience. I'm thinking that's a transgendered uh, male, by the way. Just listen to the voice. Still hasn't gotten the voiceectomy yet. If you're trans, intersex, or non-binary... Know that you're not the only one feeling confused. For some intersex people, puberty may start later than age 14. You might experience some of puberty's changes and not others, and your body may or may not go through puberty on its own. There are medicines you can- Oh, there's about a 99% chance it's gonna go through puberty. In fact, I'd even venture to say almost 100% chance. You're gonna go through puberty! ...take to help your body start the process, like hormone replacement therapy. Some people decide on hormones or surgeries to help their bodies match up to their gender. This should result in the shutdown of planned freaking parenthood. ...gender identity, or how they feel inside about themselves. <laughs> your gender identity is real. You should be the one to decide what changes you want to make to your body. Not when you're under 18 years old. If you're transgender or non-binary, you may find that your puberty experiences don't line up with your gender identity. No, but they're natural and they're the way you're supposed to go and you shouldn't be able to alter it before your 18th birthday because it's going to bleep you up for life. Or how you see yourself. That feeling can be uncomfortable, scary, and stressful. If that sounds like you, know that you're not alone. They're Come to the arms of Planned Parenthood. My God in heaven. Planned Parenthood is going to open its first mobile abortion clinic in Illinois. And uh, they're, gonna, they're going to offer the procedure to women in Kentucky and Missouri where the, uh, the procedure has been outlawed because they don't want to make the drive too long. They're just going to sit right across the state line. You can have your abortion done right there across the straight line, right there, you know, before you go to the truck stop. There you is, stop in and get your abortion. It's like when I was a kid, I lived in a small town, they had a bookmobile. And you'd go there and you could check out books. This one, you can just go and get rid of that baby inside you. Swear to God. My God. Here's uh, Carrie Lake. She's running for governor of Arizona. She's going to be the next governor of Arizona. Being, uh, tried, they tried to nail her on, uh, on being uh, pro-life and the fact that there are severe abortion restrictions in Arizona. And she uh, had them for lunch. Tell me, it, abortion is a federal crime. 
effectively banned in the state right now. Tell me, do you is that something that you support? I support saving. You know, the same people who would like go to. Uh, you know, Mexico for a cosmetic procedure are really against having to go to the next state for an abortion. As many lives as possible. And what I really want to know, and I've been waiting, I tune into you guys all the time. I want to know where Katie Hobbs stands, but ne- I never hear you guys ask for that. I'm pro-life. My Why is it when a, a candidate like John Fetterman uh, supports abortion through birth, meaning that a baby... A baby that literally 10 seconds later would be out of the womb crying, getting cleaned up, getting wrapped in swaddling clothing, but can be murdered 10 seconds earlier and and discriminated in the ultimate fashion because they exist behind a fleshy wall in a bag of water. Explain that to me. Explain why that isn't all over the, uh, the news. Why the hell not? plan would be that every woman who walks into an abortion clinic know that there are options out there. They don't have to choose that. There's families who would love to adopt a baby. And right now, the way it's been going, Mm -hmm. they go in and they they only have one option. That's it. Nobody tells them that there's other options. Oh, yeah. We want to help our women. If they're afraid, we want to help. And then the left goes and just destroys their crisis pregnancy centers and the FBI does nothing about it. We want to give women health care and I want to help people. But I really challenge you and I'm I'm happy to get back to you on this when you find out where Katie Hobbs stands because let me tell you where she stands. She supports abortion right up until birth and after birth. That's um, really sick. She supports if a baby survives a botched abortion that that baby die on a cold metal tray. And none of you ever try to get her to talk about her stance. So get back to me after you do. Boom! Drop that mic. Drop that mic, baby. I love it. Love, 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 love. Kids are fighting back. Students walked out in protest over a woke assistant principal told the staff to use their straight white privilege to back new gender-neutral homecoming royalty after prom king and queen titles were axed. This happened in Farmington uh, High School in Minnesota, and the kids just got sick of it. They weren't even paid by anybody they walked out. Laura Wagner was discussing with college colleagues how parents were upset their decision to do away with the traditional homecoming queen and king, king and queen. She asked staff to use their sweet, straight white privilege to reassure and support students and staff in doing what they believe is right for our school community. Parents and students say Wagner's remarks are just the latest example of the school district pushing a woke agenda. And this S needs to stop. Let's take a break. I got some great audio from uh, Republican Senator John Kennedy, and uh, he, he says that you got to be a crackhead if you uh, vote Democrat, and then his opponent says that's racist. I'll explain why it isn't in just a second. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. Before we get to John Kennedy, I want to talk about, uh, real quick, Kanye West appeared on the fashion runway with, uh, <laughs> with Candace Owens wearing uh, shirts that said, White Lives Matter. And he said, everybody knows that Black Lives Matter is a sham. I love it. I hope that this is the death knell for that awful, crooked movement called Black Lives Matter that cost billions of dollars in damage and countless lives. Here's Jim Gossett as Al Sharpton. Black lives matter, white lives do not. Kanye West is messing up our plot. The BLM, that expression they own. Let them break the law and stand alone. And stand alone. 
Kanye West, give him credit, I won't. Cause black lives matter and white lives don't. White lives don't. Because we're all privileged. Yeah, we're all privileged, I guess. You know, I'd like to see... Uh, how privileged West Virginia coal miners feel. You know, I uh, remember, uh, what was it, uh, Colin Alan Harris said, you know, so we, we all start at different places, assuming that uh, black people start uh, out at much worse people, places than, uh, than white people. And then you see, like, coal miners in West Virginia versus, I don't know, Barack Obama. So, yeah, uh, your, your point is uh, nonsense. So, um, John Kennedy of uh, Louisiana has a new ad about uh, defunding the police. It's pretty funny. It's, it's typical, uh, you know, colloquial uh, uh, John Kennedy. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. That's true. I voted against the early release of violent criminals, and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. Crazy. I'm John Kennedy, okay. and I approve this message. Now, uh, uh, Democrats are coming out saying this is racist, and actually when they say it's racist, they're being really racist. They're being really racist. Like, like uh, uh, they, they were talking about, you know, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis said, if you loot, we shoot. And, uh, and Joy Reid said, oh, it's racist. So that she immediately assumed that looters are black. See how racist that is? When there are people in Florida who are black who own homes, and they'll shoot your ass regardless of uh, what color you are. So there's that. And then, and then there's this response. This is Gary Chambers. He's a Democrat running for U.S. Senate in Louisiana. One of his first uh, ads, he smoked a big old spleef on his uh, campaign ad. He's kind of a doofus. Here's his response to John Kennedy's ad claiming racism. Now, this here is Louisiana politics at its best. If you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble... Call a crackhead. I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. But it's also racist as hell, and he ain't say nothing about opioid addicts, meth addicts, none of that other stuff, because he was trying to talk about a specific subset of people. Just real quick, uh, hold on, on. before I uh, complete the commercial. Who is the most renowned crackhead in American history? Think about that, and now back to our messages. That he doesn't give a damn about serving in Louisiana since he's been elected. We need leaders who have real solutions to the problem in our communities, not cowards like John Kennedy who drop one-liners and do nothing on the job. You're a piece of Well, um, that wasn't very nice, and the correct answer, by the way, would be Hunter Biden, and he's white. So there you go. There you go. I, I want to play a little bit of this. Uh, there's this uh, TikTok uh, account. Uh, it goes at the mayor underscore 10, and he is a, a black uh, pastor. And here's what he has to say about Joe Biden as a president. I probably won't be able to post all of this, but I'll put it up on the Rumble page. Uh, this is why there was a walkaway movement by black Americans uh, in the tens and hundreds of thousands that was deleted by Facebook after the 2020 election because uh, people of color know how bad the Democrat Party has been to them, and they're done. Our nation is, is gone mad. I hope y'all like y'all's president. Because in a year's time, he screwed the whole nation up. Uh-oh. I ain't, ain't got it. I told you, I don't care how many blind eyes open if I say something like that. When my blind eye, I'm out of here. He must be a Republican. <laughs> you know, it took that man one year to screw the whole country up. <laughs> a year. 
Well, clearly, if you didn't vote for Joe Biden, he ain't black. Don't be, don't be looking at me like... No, the, our nation's gone backwards. A year ago, you were paying $2 a gallon for gas. Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, let's take it where you can relate. Please. What about food? And you're paying almost $4 now Oh, no more because now. of his decisions. Yeah, it's his decisions. Now, I'm going to have more on this tomorrow. I'll post it on my Rumble page. I also put the epic monologue from yesterday's show on the Rumble page. Uh, I want to get a lot of people watching because we do a lot of cool stuff there. And a lot of my satire is there. So just go to Rumble.com, Rob Carson Show. If you want to see more from this guy, I'm going to try and get him on because he, that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning of what he had to say. We're going to come back, wrap things up in just a second. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. So Elon Musk has revived his $44 billion Twitter bid. It's kind of funny that Twitter has gone down in value and used cars have gone up by 40% since Joe Biden has been in office. I saw, I'm saw i seeing used cars with low mileage being sold at a higher price than sticker on a new car. Yeah, I know, crazy. Guys, thanks for uh, listening. Check out the podcast. Go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all the digital platforms. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you guys, the unborn, our military first responders. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.